unrealistic goal setting that then leads to overworking that then leads to stress you're still dealing with money trauma from the third grade like let's be real it creates a posture of being okay with settling it's not you imposing unrealistic goals on yourself it's you adopting unrealistic goals that other people have imposed on you like this is gonna be a good conversation i am in my comfy chairs so you know uh we about to have a real talk right now hey y'all what's up welcome to my channel my name is kelly marie i am an nlp neurolinguistic programming certified business and mindset coach i'm also faith-based so i talk a lot about jesus a lot about god normally i have my bible somewhere close i think it's on my bookshelf right now but we might not need it for this conversation so um let me tell y'all something today we are talking about something very uncomfortable for some of y'all this is going to be a trigger warning I'm gonna put my trigger warning out there because um, a lot of you guys have been told some things that I'm going to dismantle today as I encourage you on your 2024 goal setting binge that is happening right now. By the way, like January is probably one of my least favorite months because it is a month where everyone pretends that they are going to be something that they are not going to be. It is the month that people tend to kind of just like jump on this bandwagon of mindset and effective change and 90% of y'all don't ever keep it. So I'm saying y'all, but honestly, that kind of includes me a little bit because I've done this before. And that is why January has become my least favorite month. And actually all the things that I see people do in January, I, I have now backed it up for myself to start in October, November, so that I don't get caught up in this like wave of unrealistic goal setting. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. It's like, unrealistic goal setting that then leads to overworking that then leads to stress that then leads to this toxic cycle of trying to live up to other people's standards and from it like you may be listening to this right now and, and be like you're just taking this way overboard but like no honestly I talk to a lot of clients I I have at least 20 paid one-on-one -on -one sessions every single month and out of those 20 paid sessions on average i'm telling you 17 18 of those people are dealing with stress due to unrealistic goals and massive goal setting like it's just it, yeah we're gonna talk about it okay now listen let me tell y'all something this is going to be uploaded to youtube podcast but that by no means by no means is me making a commitment to having a podcast okay but i am very long-winded i love long-form content and podcast length like uploading this to podcast means that like maybe you guys will hang out with me for 45 minutes <laughs> this is like the most hanging out we gonna get because i'm a homebody okay i am a homebody million dollar homebody hello okay um so yeah, this is the most hanging out we gonna have is this 45 minutes together. YouTube, like y'all be dropping off way too early. Y'all be dropping off at like the 10 minute mark and I just can't, it's not enough for me. It's not enough, I need more of your attention. So here we are. So today, uh, like I said, we're talking about ooh, the downside of massive goal setting. And I, I wanna tell you the difference, right? So like what I mean when I say massive goal setting is I mean when you are setting a goal that is like way outside of your normal, 
Okay. Goal setting and strategic goal setting is supposed to be to get you outside of your comfort zone and to get you to start creating some progress or experiencing some progress. When you set too many massive goals or you only set massive goals, it kind of backfires mentally. And we're going to talk through this a little bit, but it backfires on you mentally. And it ends up doing the opposite of what you initially wanted to do. So for example, I, there are, there has been like, just for the last couple of years, this goal of like, I want to make six figures. Okay. But boo, if you're coming from a career where the most you've ever made was 30 K or 40 K, like you setting a 2024 goal of making six figures is a little bit massive. Like not even a little bit massive. Can I say a little bit massive? That's not even like, what do you call that? A, not a double entendre. That is like an oxymoron. That's what it's called. I lost my like train of thought for a second, but that's an oxymoron. Like you're saying you want to double, triple, two and a half to three times your income in the span of 12 months. And you're still dealing with money trauma from the third grade. Like, let's be real. Okay. This is going to be triggering for some of y'all. I am so sorry. This is your trigger warning right now. Okay. If you got money trauma, we're talking about it today. If you have money mindset issues, we're talking about it today. If you have low capacity to receive, we are talking about it today. Okay. We're not talking about you. We talking about it because you are not it. You are not your past. Your past is just something that happened to you. Okay. Your past is just something that happened to you. So, uh, it's, 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 it's counterproductive to say that right now. Some people are going to say, no, you should, you should shoot for the stars and you'll shoot for the moon and you land on the star or whatever crap that somebody made up years ago, trying to make us feel good about setting these super massive goals and not reaching them, but landing somewhere in between. And we should be happy with that, which honestly is really dumb because it creates that right there is really bad. Like it creates a posture of being okay with settling and like that does nothing for a winner spirit. Okay. I'm a very competitive person. And so when I speak to people, I speak to them from the perspective of like, you are competing with yourself, but you also get to set the standard and set the measure for what success looks like in your life, because that allows you to better manage your stress and better manage your emotions, because it is very hard to make winning decisions. It's very hard to step into a position of leadership and step into a position where you are setting yourself up for success. If you are living in a state of high emotion at all times, because emotions will skew your logic and Hey, logic can skew your emotions, right? But the thing is you need to have control. And there are a lot of things that you can't have control over. So for the things that you do have control over, like your emotions and how you respond to things and the decisions that you make as an individual adult human being, like you should be doing what you can to intentionally maximize what is in your control in order to be successful. So living in a state of constant, like high strung emotion is not good for you. Okay. It's literally like living on a journey. Like that's, that, that's very similar to, um, like addicts and like alcoholism. And like, especially if you have, if you know, you have an obsessive personality, it's like, come on, bro. Like, you know, yourself, know yourself, boo, know yourself. Right. So 
setting these massive goals is like super counterproductive. You are better off coming from a $30,000 a year job and saying, I want to make $40,000 in my business this year, or I want to make $30,000 in my business this year. I want to replace my, whatever I'm making at my job. I want to match that. You are better off setting that goal than you are of setting a goal of doubling or tripling your revenue or, you know, doubling or tripling your business income to exceed your normal revenue. And, and here's the thing, the reason why a lot of people fail in that type of scenario is because you're not even an energetic match for what you're asking for. Just because you asked for it doesn't mean you're, you're going to receive it. If you are not an energetic match. Now, listen, I know for some of y'all who are, um, I know the saints. Okay. Listen, I know the saints are going to be listening to this and I am very much so deep in the church, but I'm going to take you to where in the Bible we talk about energetic what it means to be an energetic match and why I'm using the word energetic match versus using another word. Okay. But let's, let's just jump into this now that we understand what I mean when I say massive goals. So just for a little bit of backstory, like I didn't come from a corporate job. I've never had a corporate job in my life. Okay. I didn't, I was not in the work field long enough to have a corporate job. I went full-time in my business when I was 23 years old I, am, I turned 31 this year. So literally most of my, what would have been my corporate career, I have been working for myself full time. So I went straight from college dropout. Well, I was in college still to in working a job to putting in my two weeks notice, starting my business, dropping out of school, like, like very back to back to back to back to back. Okay. And I tried to go to school a couple of times, but I just couldn't find my groove there. I do recommend college though. I'm not one of those people who's like, don't go to college. You don't need it. Like I 100% believe that everyone should go to college for the experience, not just a social experience, but, but, but for the freedom to figure out what your skills are. I feel like a lot of the things that I did go through when I went to school for the years that I went and, and attempted to really you know, pick my major and show up to class and participate in all the activities. Those skills that I developed while I was there were the base of what I do now. So still very much so a proponent, a, a, a um, proponent, very much so a um, pro college girl. Okay. So, um, I worked in retail. I worked in retail sales and I saw a lot of people. Now here's, here's the tricky part. Sales is still very much so a sexist industry. I'm not going to tell y'all where I work because, um, I don't need this video going viral and then me getting some corporate apology that really doesn't mean anything, but looks good in the news. Cause I'm a black girl. So, um, this is, this is not politically correct. Nothing I'm saying on here is going to be politically correct by the way. Okay. So, um, I worked in a sales position. I was not considered a salesperson because I was, I am female. And so in the, in the company that I worked in, they did not give sales positions to females. Like if you walked into a store and there was a female salesperson, by the way, this was a men's menswear brand. But if you walked into the store and there was a female salesperson, you were literally shocked. Like, 
oh my goodness, how did you get this job? Like, and, and the person who, if it was a woman who had the job of a salesman or like a salesperson, then it would almost be like she had to fight tooth and nail to get there. That's how far and few in between it was. Like in the region, we knew every single person who was a salesperson who was a female. Like that's how sexist it was, which to me, by the way, sounds really insane because you go as a man you're gonna listen to a man tell you what to wear before you're gonna listen to a attractive woman tell you what to wear that that whole concept is real dumb to me but whatever we gonna let them have what they have okay uh, um so it was very rare um and so what would happen is i was a very good salesman and I would step in for the men sometimes and I would do their job. Like I would, a man would walk in to get his wardrobe, his suit, whatever. And I would sell him on all the things, walk him through the process, like all the way down to, do you want a custom suit? We can pick this fabric and this cut and I'll measure you up. Let me get the tailor out here. Like we did all that, right? And so I would sometimes take on that role, but because that wasn't my job description, I was not allowed to cash in that sale. So I would do the work because I enjoyed selling, but then I would have to give away the money. And that just didn't sit right with me. Like after a while, I was kind of like, this is bogus. And I would also give my, I would give my recommendations, right? Cause like, if I'm in the, if I'm in the field, like if I'm out here doing the work, then I have my recommendations for how to make it easier for me to sell. And so I would always be giving like all of this feedback. And I was like, they used to call me, my supervisors would call me a chihuahua because I was like, right but I was like a woman and so you call me a chihuahua which I didn't even think of until now as also being sexist but I didn't take offense to it because I was like I'm gonna bark up a storm until y'all listen to me right um and that's just kind of how my attitude was when I was in my early 20s I worked there for some years I, you know um from my teen teen years to my 20s so um that's kind of was my background right I saw a lot of people who were so eager and so excited to be salespeople walking in and they were just, they saw the commission structure and they were like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be an amazing, you know, opportunity for me. I'm gonna earn so much money. And they had all these super massive goals and they had never been in a position where the majority of their income was coming from commission. Now I was getting paid hourly. So the majority of my income was coming from hourly. The commission I was making, I was just giving it away, but I was, I enjoyed sales. So I was doing that, you know, I didn't have an option to keep it anyway. So I might as well just do what I enjoy. But I would always see people come in and have these massive goals. And they would, there was such a high turnover because there was never anyone saying, well, let's think about this. Like, let's sit back and look at setting a realistic goal based off of your experience, based off of your skill set. And let's work on developing your skill set as a salesperson to one day get to that massive goal. But let's set a realistic goal so that you can actually enjoy being here while you're working towards where you're going. Like, that never happened. And so I saw that in entrepreneurship. I saw that at the job. I left the job and I knew to myself, don't do that to yourself. Don't say, I'm going to come off of this $30,000 a year job and I'm going to make 100K and then be disappointed at the end of the year when you haven't hit that milestone because it wasn't realistic to begin with. And you're going to overwork yourself trying to get to that goal.
like you are okay so I want you guys to understand that when you set a goal, you have to be an energetic match to reach that goal. And we're going to talk about what it means to be an energetic match. Okay. It does not mean just being excited, like you being excited about the goal, the goal, making you slightly nervous, the goal being, you know, something that is super outside of your comfort zone doesn't automatically mean that you're an energetic match for it. Okay. Because you can be excited and you could be even a little bit nervous and a little bit fearful, fearful for a goal and still not be nowhere near prepared to receive that goal. And if there's one thing that I know about my God, it is this right now. I'm going to say my God, because I believe that I am his favorite. But when I say my God, I'm, I'm talking about God. I'm talking about Jehovah. I'm talking about the one from the Holy Bible. So don't do not be confused. I am not talking about the universe. Okay. Okay, not. <laughs> All right. Now that we got that out the way, <laughs> now that we got that out the way, um, one thing that I know about my God is that he is not going to give you more than you can handle. So when we're talking about being energetic match, we're not just talking about how you're feeling. We're also talking about how are you setting the table in order to prepare this blessing that you are expecting to receive? How are you preparing yourself and how are you making space in order to receive this thing that you're saying that you want? Because just because you're asking for it, it doesn't matter how often you pray. It doesn't matter, you know, how, how much you go to church. It doesn't matter how many Sundays you volunteered this year. Like if you are not setting the table in preparation for what is coming, it is not going to come because he's not going to give you more than you can handle. And that is a measure sometimes of your preparation sometimes it's a manage of your stewardship maybe you have prepared but what about the last thing that came to the table were you a good steward over that thing and stewardship does not just mean holding on to stuff I had to say this earlier stewardship does not just mean how you hold on to things it doesn't mean just how you preserve things it also means how you are utilizing what you are given because everything is not meant for you to hold on to some things you are given in order to redistribute to other places so when you are being being a steward it is a balance and it is a it is a test of your ability to convene with the holy spirit and take directions and if you don't know how to take directions god's not going to give you something because he's giving it to you with the intention and the direction of you doing what you need to do and if you're not listening why am i giving you this i'm gonna go give it to somebody else not saying that you're not ever gonna get your blessing but i have a plan he's got a plan okay and so if you are doing whatever you want to do baby you don't got to be in the plan you can be replaced you can be replaced many a stories in the bible where people were given an assignment they did not follow through and that assignment was given to somebody else and there were consequences that came along with that often it's lost that comes along with that so excitement doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be an energetic match. It's not just about being excited. It's not just about being motivated. This is where discipline comes into play because people think, oh, it's discipline. Uh, you know what I mean? And they think, oh, I, you know, what do you do when you lose motivation? How do you stay motivated? I don't stay motivated. I'm not always motivated. Sometimes discipline trumps motivation because I'm going for a long-term result, not a short-term satisfaction. And so sometimes you got to give up what feels good right now for what's going to feel amazing later. Come on, adults. Come on into the room. We're adulting today. We're adulting today, okay? So uh, at its core, 
energetic match, what I mean is that you are aligning your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions with the energy that corresponds with your desired outcome. So you have to be first aware of what exactly is my desired outcome and what does, what does having the energy, the vibe, the, 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 what it, the person who has that desired outcome, what are they giving off? Right? Like, what are they truly giving off? And I'm not just talking about like, y'all be liking to say, you know, oh, all millionaires are bad people. A lot of people have that subconscious thought. All millionaires are bad people. No, all millionaires are not bad people. You're looking at millionaires that are bad people. How about instead of focusing on looking at millionaires who are doing things with their money that you don't think are good, find some millionaires who are doing good things with their money and look at what they're doing with their energy. Look at how they're carrying themselves. Look at what activities they're participating in. And that is going to give you a blueprint. There are always going to be people that have money, that have assets, assets that have things that you want that are not doing the right thing. This is where your discernment comes into play. Everybody is not working with God in order to receive the things they have. Some of these people have sold their soul. Come on somebody for real. Some of these people have really sold their soul to get certain things. And so you got to be careful who you're looking at and you have it not even be careful who you're looking at. It already says in the Bible is, is one of the 10, uh, the 10 commandments that people like to ignore. Do not covet your neighbor. Stop looking at what other people have and obsessing over what other people have because you don't know what they did to get it. Come on. You don't want to covet something or something that somebody else has and they did something that you do not want to do to get that thing. Okay. Coveting. Look it up. But at its core, becoming an energetic match, or I, I really like to say is becoming equally yoked, is getting aligning your thoughts. What are you thinking with your emotions? What are you feeling with your actions? What are you doing? in alignment with whatever your desired outcome is. So it's not just praying. It's not just a mental thing. It's not just I'm vocally praying. It's I'm thinking, I'm meditating on the word that God gave me. I'm acting on the word that God gave me. I'm feeling and believing about the word that God gave me. I'm doing all of those things in alignment with what he has said to me, not with what I decided I was going to do and then took to him in prayer what he said to me. And for some of y'all who feel like I can't hear right now, you just need to go on a fast. If you feel like you can't hear, it's time to start withdrawing. You got to start taking things out of your life. You need to go through a pruning season because what that means is that there are weeds growing in your garden and you're not going to be able to harvest if you've got weeds in your garden that are killing everything and keeping you deaf. Uh, now let's talk about it in terms of being equally yoked because we hear the term equally yoked and, and we hear the reference of the Bible, uh, the, the Bible verse reference of being equally yoked. And we say, I need to be with a partner that I need, like, I need to be in a romantic relationship with someone that has the same morals and yada, yada as me, right? Yada, yada, whatever you decide, yada, yada means for you. <laughs> But equally yoked is, does not only apply to romantic relationships. It also applies to your friendships. It also applies to your acquaintances. Equally yoked also remind it, it, it honestly, it 
refers to anything that you are tying yourself to, to. And a goal is something that you are tying yourself to. So when we're talking about being equally yoked, right? Not egg yolks, please, please black folks. Let's not, let's not listen. I'm a woman of color. I, I only serve women of color. By the way, if you're watching this and you're not a woman of color, I'm not racist. It's not that I don't like you, but I have a preference for who I'm trying to progress. I have a clear agenda here, okay? I got a clear agenda. So it's not, this is why I would never get picked up by a network because I am not editing myself um, and I'm not editing this out. But it's not yolk, Y-O-L-K, cracking the eggs, the birdies, the tweet, tweet. It is not that, okay? We're talking about yoked, Y-O-K-E-D. It is the, it is the, um, actually, let's just pull up a picture because this is going to make a whole lot of sense when you see a picture a yoke. Ooh, let's read a definition. I love reading definitions when I'm talking about spiritual things because I feel like, and I don't know if it's because I'm a writer, but God speaks to me through the dictionary. I promise you it sounds so corny, but a yoke is a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the neck of two animals. <clears throat> okay. And attached to the plow or cart that they are to pull. I like that first definition fastened over the neck of two animals and attached to the plow or cart they are to pull. All right. So it's a wooden cross piece. It attaches you and the other thing, and it is intended to help you carry and bear a weight that you would not be able to carry on your own. So while you do not want to be in relationships that are not equally yoked, meaning you don't want to be in a relationship where you're carrying more weight than the other person all the time right like you don't doesn't not just person i mean not just romantic friendship as well right we sometimes we do carry on each other's burdens but that should not be your entire job you can also be yoked to things so you can be yoked to a goal if you are carrying a goal that is unequally yoked meaning it is way too heavy for you what's gonna happen you're not going to be able to move forward at all, or you're going to move forward very, very slow. And it's going to take you a lot longer to get there versus if you were carrying a goal that was more equally yoked, you could actually plow the field, right? So you want to be very careful. And I'm going to put, um, I am going to show y'all a picture. Cause I said, I was going to show you a picture. Yoke of oxen. Okay. There y'all go. Y'all see that? Look at the cute cow, look at the cute cow, okay? That wooden piece, do y'all see how close those two are together? Yeah, think about that, okay? Think about that. Um, two, two animals, right? And, and in tradition, what they do is they try to take two animals that are similar in size and similar in strength. Um, and so think about it in that way. Like what happens when you put an unrealistic or a massive goal on yourself, right? It weighs you down. It weighs you down. So you have unrealistic expectations. Uh, psychologically, what happens when you have unrealistic expectations is you end up chasing something knowing subconsciously that it's not going to happen. And so you self-sabotage, like, you know, you can't reach it.
because you've never been there. Not necessarily because you've never been there before, but because you don't truly believe that you can get there. And this is where the energetic match part comes in because some people can set massive goals and hit those massive goals. But the majority of the human population, please don't make the mistake of thinking that you're the 1% just because you feel like you're the 1%. Like... <laughs> <laughs> most of us are not the 1%. So are we going to be realistic and not stress ourselves out and, and slowly get to those goals? Are we going to be unrealistic and spend six, seven, eight, nine years spinning our wheels in the mud, stressed out and overworking like most of the American population, 99%. Okay. The 99%, you got to know yourself. Um, so most of the time, honestly, though, it's not you imposing unrealistic goals on yourself. It's you adopting unrealistic goals that other people have imposed on you. Like your parents are saying, you should be making such and such amount of money. You should have such and such job. You should be a doctor and a lawyer and a whatever and whatever. And they told you that for so long because they wanted you to be successful and they had all the best intentions in the world, not understanding that hey, this is like a heavy thing to put on somebody. Like, especially a nine-year-old, 10-year-old. Like, I'm not saying that that's an unrealistic goal for you based off of the color of your skin or based off of where you were born. I'm just saying that other people have put their expectations on you, may or may not be unrealistic, but sometimes when other people put their expectations on you and you adopt those and hold on to them and they're not in alignment with your desires, and they're not in alignment with God's desires for you, that can result in you setting unrealistic expectations and unrealistic commitments, and that causes stress. So if you are that person where you have spent a lot of your life adopting expectations that other people have put on you, there is a mindset shift that needs to happen before you say, I'm gonna make 100K, and you I've never made anything close to that. There is a mindset shift that you need to make if you're saying I'm going to make 250k and you haven't made close to that. Or if you say if you're saying I'm going to pay off $50,000 in student loan debt and you've never paid off more than $15,000, like you're now putting an unrealistic expectation on yourself that is going to cause you to go into hyperdrive overwork mode. And while the generation before mine i'm a millennial so while the generation before us was like we're gonna grind it out and we're gonna hustle and we're gonna stay in the streets all day and all night and we're gonna get this money and we can sleep when we die that is just not physically healthy it is not uh, mentally healthy obviously you see there is a lot of that previous generation that experienced peril due to preventable diseases that were caused by stress that were caused by eating things that you weren't supposed to eat but you were eating those things because it was late at night and that's the only thing that was open was fast food it was caused by lack of sleep it was caused by uh drugs and addiction because we were trying to not we but the generation before us was was staying up all the time and hustling and doing what they had to do and so now that we're aware like why are we going in the same why are we going in circles like we don't have to do that right we don't have to do that but it starts with some of those like unrealistic expectations and massive goals that we set for ourselves a lot of us are also like people pleasers and and so it's uh, it's kind of hard to um not people pleasers i'm sorry a lot of us are perfectionists 
And so that comes into play too. That is what perfectionism is. It's you're setting yourself an unrealistic, massive, unattainable goal. You know, in the back of your head, logically, perfectionism is, is not real. Like it's not something that you can actually attain. And so you set this super high goal knowing that you'll never actually be able to reach it, but you're going to work yourself into the ground anyways for the 1% of, well, what if it does work, right? Um, and so it's just not productive. Then you also have this, right? Another downside of these crazy massive goals is overlooking small wins. Like emphasizing, not even emphasizing, we should be emphasizing the importance of celebrating small goals and small milestones. But what happens is when you are so focused on the bigger picture, you overlook the small wins and you lose out on the motivation. So every time someone asks that question, every single, I promise you, every single time I go to a conference, every single time, there is always somebody who stands up and says, how do you stay motivated? Celebrate the small wins. It feels counterintuitive, but remember that you are a human being and psychology is very important to being a competitor. If you want to be a winner, if you want to be successful in the long term, I'm not just talking about one six figure year. If you want to have five, six, seven, six figure years into multi six figure years, you're going to have to learn how to live at the top of your game. You're going to have to learn how to be like in peak performance mode and being part of being in peak performance mode for long periods of time is celebrating the small wins and having intentional milestones and measuring small successes along the way, because that is a part of how you stay motivated. It's how you create intrinsic motivation. That's what it is. It's called intrinsic motivation. It's motivation that comes from inside of you and you have control over that. There's external factors of motivation, money, cars, assets, building a legacy. Like I'm not saying that those things are surface cause sometimes they're not surface, right? But that's external. It's outside of you. You have a lot of power inside. Literally the Holy spirit lives inside of you. Be intentional about controlling that intrinsic motivation, set the small baby steps, celebrate the small wins, celebrate the small milestones. It helps you stay motivated. It's a part of the process to keep you in that peak performance mode. It also helps you create successful triggers. A lot of us have traumatic triggers. We have negative triggers. Oh, somebody says such and such, it flips a switch and we get angry. It flips a switch and we cry. Did you know that your triggers don't all have to be negative? You can actually train yourself to have positive triggers like Pavlov's dogs. If you've studied psychology, you know the experiment of Pavlov's dogs. Every single time it was time for his dogs to eat, he rang a little bell and they came and ate. One day he rang, it was not time to eat, he rang the bell, they came and they were looking for the food because they were trained. I hear the noise, that's my trigger, it's time to eat, okay? So we have the same ability to have these positive triggers where it's like, oh, I lost 
I lost, I, you know, let's say I'm on a journey to lose 50 pounds. I lost five pounds. I give myself some type of a reward and not a reward that's counterintuitive to your goal. Stop rewarding yourself with things that are counterintuitive to your long-term goal. You're setting yourself back. It's self-sabotage. Like your goal for losing five pounds doesn't need to be eating a brownie. Like it doesn't make any sense. Okay. If I know for every five pounds I lose, I get to go shopping or I get to buy myself something or every 10 pounds I lose, I get a new workout outfit or I get to do something special, then I'm going to be working towards that. Right. And it becomes a positive trigger for me. Okay. It becomes a positive trigger for me. Now, I don't know about tying your positive trigger to a scale number because losing weight's a little bit more complicated than just looking at the number on the scale. Um, but don't overlook those small wins. Okay. Uh, focusing on the massive goals can, can lead to like you ignoring the incremental progress. And that is essential to you building a, um, not only a psychology of set success and getting yourself to peak performance, but it's also a, a very important part of you maintaining your success. Okay. Maintaining it. Uh, you also increase your potential for burnout when you set these massive goals. Cause like I said, you set them and then you overwork trying to get to them because you really don't have a gauge, right? Like, let's be honest, every, if for every person who's ever made six figures, who is listening to this or watching this, like you really didn't know how much work it was going to take to get to six figures for you. You were guessing, like we were all guessing and we were over guessing you, your first six figures is going to be probably the hardest that you ever work like physically with your hands with your mind, like the sweat equity portion of entrepreneurship happens in the first 100 K because you're like just digging in the dirt, like just trying to get there, trying to get there, trying to get there. And then you get there and you say, wow, I could have gotten here a lot easier another way. It's just a part of the learning process. Quite honestly, like even if you get a coach prior to 100 K you're probably still going to end up working more than you, than you had to. Um, and so the massive goal creates burnout. Even if you're going from hundred to 150, even if you're going from 150 to 200, 200 to 250, the massive, the, the massive goal creates burnout. You want to set a goal. And this is like the whole gist of what I want y'all to understand. I'm not telling you on here. Don't set goals outside of your comfort zone. I'm not telling you don't set big goals. What I'm saying is you need to set goals that you need two goals. You need a goal that is just outside of your comfort zone. And then you need a stretch goal, which is a little bit farther. You need two goals for every goal that you have. It really should be broken into two parts. One is outside your right outside your comfort zone. The other is a little bit farther than that. That is realistic goal setting. That is you reset for 2024 because you likely came into 2023 with just one massive super stretch goal and <clears throat> boo, it probably didn't work out for you. If you had like 10 of them, 10 goals, you probably hit like five of them or four or three or two, if you're lucky. Right? So if you really want to be a winner in 2024, winner, winner, chicken dinner, we're going to have to do something different. Okay. So that potential for burnout. And then here's, here's the last thing I'm going to give you that I want you to consider with these insane massive goals and and really considering like if you've already set your 2024 goals really consider scaling back to just outside your comfort zone 
for just outside of maybe 50% more than what you did last year or you know 75% more even 25% more or even just sustain like I just want to sustain my business and maybe grow in some other areas that are not directly tied to revenue but are tied to my personal development because honestly if you know anything about being successful and being a winner it's not about what you know and it's not about who you know it's about who you are I get tired of seeing people say that it's it's because people will be quick to say it's not what you know it's who you know like boo you ain't gonna know nobody if you don't know who you are if you don't know who you are and you get into a room with other people who know who they are they're not gonna look at you and say I'm gonna mention your name in a room that you're not in because you don't know who you are and if I'm gonna pull you into something and I'm gonna vouch for you I have to know that you can stand on your own two feet without me and if you don't know who you are I'm not doing that for you like, do y'all not realize that it's not who, you know, it's who you are. People will mention your name. They will give you opportunities. They'll put you in a position to win. They'll ask you to step out on a limb. They'll give you these projects and all of these things because of who you are, not what you know, and not who, you know, because you can get known by who you are being who you are, be, stepping into who God is calling you to be talking to my women here, stepping into who God is calling you to be as a woman, not as a mom, not as a partner, not as a spouse, not as a friend, stepping into who God is calling you to be as a individual woman, as a servant of God is going to get you to know the right people. You are going to organically attract the right people, you will end up in the right rooms. But if you're not intentionally working on yourself, it's not gonna happen. Sorry, it's not, okay? It's not, waste all the time you want to. Um, but this last piece of this, this massive goal setting is massive goal setting also, uh, a lot of times leads to a lack of adaptability. It leads to a lack of adaptability. And the last thing that you should do, like this is coming from a faith-based mindset, business, life coach, someone who is like genuinely invested in you listening and watching these videos and like getting major life wins. And by the way, if you do, please leave them in the comments because we need to see each other's wins because it propels us together. The last thing you want to do is be not flexible. You don't have the plan. You don't have the full plan. You have to be flexible. God is not going to give you the full plan because if he did, then you would think that you wouldn't need him and he would not get any of the glory for what he is trying to do in your life. I promise you what he's trying to do with you is not really for you. It's for him to make a point to whoever else is watching you that he is the planner. He is the ultimate strategist. He is controlling all of this. Okay. And it's for his glory. You need to be flexible. The plan is going to change. It's not going to stay the same. And I don't need you to have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. You need to have a plan A and plan B is whatever God tells me to do and whatever the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. That's what plan B is. And it may change. And you know what? 
God will give you something and say, go do this. And then he'll tell you to turn around and do something else just to see if you're going to listen. So do not be surprised if every single time God says, hey, go do this, you get there. And it's a whole nother story when you get there. It's a test, boo, because he's going to need you to be committed for where he's taking you. He needs you to be 100 percent committed because you can't be in the middle of a storm asking questions, talking about some but why. You can't you can't be in the middle of a high risk situation with your life on the line, your success on the line, your legacy on the line, somebody else's legacy on the line. You got people looking at you, kids watching you. You got mentees and mentors that have have taken the risk to put you in the place. And you're and you're talking about some but why you have to be 100 percent committed and all in. And that means a lot of times that means being flexible. The path may change. The ultimate goal may not, or it may. Hey, I ain't make the plan either. Okay. You have to stay in open, honest communication with God. Period. Period, poo. Okay. Um, rigidly sticking to those massive goals, thinking it has to be 100K. It has to be 100K. It has to be 100K this year this year next year 2024 it's just not gonna serve you it's not because what if let's just let's just brainstorm what if you say i want to make 100k in 2024 and god shifts the plan and the plan is not to make a hundred thousand dollars the plan is to touch a hundred thousand people you got to be flexible maybe the plan is not $100,000 in 2024, but it's 100,000 people in 2024 and a million dollars in 2025. But the setup for your seven-figure year in 2025 is 100,000 in brand visibility in 2024. You don't know the whole plan. Don't pretend like you do. Don't act like you do. Don't fake it till you make it. I don't fake it. I be like, hey, I know I said it was going to be this, y'all, but... I got a message from the Lord last night and we're going to go in this direction and I'm going to overserve and over deliver as much as I possibly can to get you what you signed up for. Sometimes that's what it is. Y'all going to ride me, ride with me, ride or not ride me. If you're not going to ride with me, you can have a refund. That's cool because God is going to what replace it, replenish it, double it, shake it over, whatever they, whatever they say, uh, press down, running together whatever if i'm following directions the refund if i have to give the refund the refund's not gonna hurt me it's gonna come back double triple because i follow directions and i was flexible so obedience obedience overall um and so that that's just my message that i wanted to give y'all about um setting those massive goals if 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 there's anything that i want to leave you with as you seriously go into your 2024 goal setting is to be open-minded to scale back to just outside of your comfort zone and to understand that um consider not to understand because you probably won't understand right now but consider the fact that you may be working too hard you may be working too hard. 
it's gonna sound real crazy right now but wait just give it a couple months you're gonna be like wow I was doing too much I was overfilling my schedule so I couldn't I, I wasn't able to have the space I needed to rest and recoup and show up fully oh my goodness I was over committing so I did not have the space to hear from God wow I was doing all of these extra things in my business that wasn't necessary because I wasn't making any money off of those things. I was just doing them because I thought that's what I needed to do in order to get the results. But when I slowed down and really looked at the numbers and the data, that's not where the money was coming from. Wow. You're probably working too hard. I just want you to be open to that. Okay. You deserve space. You deserve prayer, rest, and opportunity to dive a little bit deeper into your personal development and your spiritual development. And so that's what I have for y'all today. Thank y'all so much for watching this video. If you have any questions, any comments, please leave them in the description box. I'm sorry, in the comment section below. I will see y'all in the next podcast episode. I will see y'all in the next video. I don't know. I'm going to see y'all next time. <laughs> Bye, y'all. See you later.